Hey Nikesh, so welcome to the Teen Whisperer show. It really means a lot that you're here right now. So please tell a bit about yourself and your podcasting career so far. Hey, um, good to be here. I am Nikesh. I write, narrate and produce Indian Noir, which is India's number one storytelling podcast. We do crime and horror stories and you can listen to them on www.indianoir.com uh, which will have a link that will take you to your favorite podcasting apps um so uh, indianoir has been running for nearly two and a half years um it's one of india's most critically acclaimed um fiction podcasts uh we've had lots of uh, great shows on the podcast um his night begins which is a crime show fear mm-hmm. fm which is a horror show and we do short uh, horror um stories as well and uh uh right now i'm finishing up a series uh, called bhangar mm-hmm. uh, which is a horror story uh once that is done starting uh, on republic day uh, 2021 is trishul which is a military thriller mm-hmm. um so uh, lots of very interesting content on the podcast if you are a fan of fast paced thrilling uh fiction be it in the horror or the um uh, crime genre um so you know i started off as a writer i did that for a couple of decades um then i did a bit of uh, uh voice acting and uh did lots of video recording uh, audio recordings of poems um for fun that really took off and that gave me the idea to combine the two skills and so I started the podcast and it's been a very successful journey so far um it's been wonderful wow that's great you know i was really wondering would it be taking like 15 minutes of your entire introduction when you give it yourself because when i read on your spotify description it's like there were like you know it i need an additional sheet in order to write next stuff it was like that when i saw it <laughs> so i was like okay yeah, yeah. i need to go for long <laughs> Yeah 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 I tried to um, you know I mean mm-hmm. different people come to India through know, a different pathway some people mm-hmm. have listened to my poetry readings some people have known me as a writer for a while other people have don't have any of that mm-hmm. uh, sort of background about me so they come in through the podcast so I tried to cater to those three groups um with that introduction yeah No, oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, this is I, I actually had some of the observations from your podcast, and I think these uh, questions can actually give the audience a little bit of uh, insights about how they can actually improve uh, from podcasting to various different sort of levels. So, creating stories on Audible and you know getting the best-selling award. Um, like so, what do you want to tell to those people who have an amazing voice or talent and they want to take it to the next level? like you know getting featured on audible as such so something that like you did what do you want to do to those people yeah. that want to take it to the next level oh look i think you know uh, the, the first thing i would say is that to be a good uh, narrator obviously train well in your narration skills to be a good writer train in your um uh writing skills both of these things take time and then once you combine the two that again takes a lot of time and experience as well um i suppose if you spend a lot of time individually perfecting those two crafts then perhaps combine when you combine the two the, the time uh, frame it takes to improve in in that particular art is is not that long but it still takes a lot of experience so indian noir is produced on a weekly basis so i get a lot of experience trying to um 
hone my craft really on both those fronts. But really, I've had a long writing career. So, you know, about a decade and a half of writing experience. So that's uh, that's really helped me. Uh, voice acting, uh, not, so, not so long, but I did it for two to three years. That includes training and getting some practice uh, uh, acting, voice acting in international audio dramas. Um, and doing a lot of poetry readings on, on online. Um, and you know, once you get to a certain level, you know that you are ready to take the next step in terms of commercializing it. And for me, uh, the, the big indicator was doing the poetry readings and they were real viral hits. Some of them in, have been listened to for more than more than a million times. And um, you know, um, so uh, with the fiction, I, all, I, had, I had won awards. I hadn't had any commercial success through major, major publishers or self-publishing because the publishing uh, business is, is, is very tricky. Yeah. Um, there's, there's lots of writers, there's lots of books, it's very difficult to get attention mm. uh, from the readers. So, um, but you know, obviously uh, combining those two, I've just managed to find a niche uh, where I've had, had success. So that's that's been really good. So my advice would be to really, really hone your craft to get really good at it and combine it and then pitch it to um, people like Audible, for example. Um, but gets lots of, lots of experience, you know, sort of doing it that really matters. Yeah. And, you know, how do you stay that stance? Because when I uh, see that, saw that you actually worked with many lot of big creators. So, I mean, like getting to that level is kind of really hard, but being in that level is something that's way more hard than you could possibly imagine mm. because every single yeah. people are rising. So, how do you actually stay in that level for longer time? Yeah, I, look, I, I think um, the, the, there is no substitute to um, hard work and the consistency. I think those are the two key things. And I'm pretty sure you've interviewed people yeah. on the business front, people who make a lot of money, um, not artists like me, uh, you know, who who would have, I'm pretty sure also told you that regularity, consistency, yeah, hard yeah. work, sticking on the same path for a long time that eventually yields the results. Those things are transferable to art as well. Mm. Um, you know, so for India Noir, for example, it takes uh, 8.5 hours to produce 20 minutes of content for the finished content. Wow. And you have to do this week in and week out. Um, it's a, it's more a mental um, stamina game mm. more than, you know, um, these strange notions people have about art, you will go and sit on a mountain and you will get wonderful ideas. It doesn't work like that. It's very, very similar to a business in a lot of ways. Mm. You just have to put in the hours of actually doing it and then you slowly improve. Um, so when you start off, you have some more sort of liberty to go and experiment. Um, when you're uh, on the top level of the game, you just have to keep doing the the, 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 the activity that you are pursuing with the consistency and regularity mm and a determination that, uh, uh, you know, makes sure that you outlast your competition. Uh, but more than uh, comp- competing with others, you're competing with yourself. Yeah. You know, most importantly, you have your mind that's uh, wanting to just stop and go and do some fun things. <clears throat> then it's also, then you're also having to deal with uh, your mind that wants to keep doing the same thing again and again. So you have to kind of fight these two internal uh, battles mm-hmm. to be able to produce good work. So more than external competition, I'm, to more to, I'm talking about internal competition. I really don't think you can compete with other people. Everyone's got unique skill sets and, you know, everyone will do their own thing and they will have an audience that really likes what they do. 
yeah, people, there are people who don't like Indianoir. In fact, only 20% of the people who listen to Indianoir actually really enjoy it and continue to be yeah. hardcore fans. The 80% they will go and find something else that yeah. they really enjoy. Uh, and, you know, that's fair enough. That's what they like. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, yeah, so, so those are the sort of factors uh, that keep you in the game. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things that you mentioned that, you know, you never can compete with others because uh, I kind of help people who can, who are just starting their own podcast. I kind of help them like, you know, how to start and not just the basic stuff. And they always ask me this one question, like, you know, uh, how can I be like this guy? How can I be like this guy? And I always told mm-hmm. them, so a podcast, it has tons of purposes. When I was exploring every mm-hmm. single time, I was like, uh, you know, like you were doing friction and uh, crime. Uh, so that isn't the only purpose. You might have a lot of stuff going on the back end as well. So you can clearly know what are things that I'm talking about. So yes, it's not easy and it's not possible to compete with someone uh, like Tim Ferriss or Joe Rogan. It's not possible. So you have to make your own audience yeah. and your own competition. And there's one more thing yeah. I want to ask from your observation is uh, in many movies, people will show that who's a writer or an artist when they go to Himalayas or when they go to some place, you know, serene, they would be like getting this uh, arc in their head that everything is gone. The creativity came and all that. So yeah, yeah. Is, is it true or is it actually is, at some point, maybe it's possible, but how much do you think it's possible uh, for people who believe that it's, it's the right way to do it? Yeah, look, I th- I think um, it's a dangerous habit to fall into. I think uh, the people who really succeed in an art form are the people who do it consistently every day, even if it's for five minutes. Mm. If you do it every day, you will get better at it versus thinking that, oh, you know, you're going to wait, wait for the perfect uh, circumstances for those ideas to come together. I used to, I'm telling you this because I used to do this and everyone mm. does this. Everyone at the beginning of their artistic career, if regardless of whether they're serious about it or not, whether they have talent in it or not, they all do this thing where they will, oh, I need a perfect office to start working. I need the perfect, you know, it needs to be perfectly quiet before I can do this. I need to go to the Himalayas in a resort to get the ideas. Sure, there are some people who work like that, but they don't produce a lot of work. Mm. And for that reason, I, I find their work quite stale. The people who are really good, they work on something every day, regularly, year on year, and they're able to produce a lot of work, uh, which then you know means that more people discover them, mm. more people enjoy it. Uh, there are surely there are people who go and uh, you know produce one great piece of work and they, you know that's that's celebrated. And that's that's good too, but. If your intention is to get good at an artistic uh, art, an art form, uh, I think it's important to devote time to it every day and forget this idea that you know you need special circumstances to improve in it. Um, the only time I would say you should uh, have that kind of an attitude is if you are in the learning process and you don't want to mm. be too hard on yourself. Yeah, uh, you know, maybe go and explore and feel free to experiment and be kind to yourself. Um, post that it's it's just a lot of work consistently um at a very fast pace uh with with a real drive to really understand and master your craft yeah i guess probably that clears up my mind included because every single time when i see a movie it kinds of like you know they should, i mean like in indians mostly i guess in the entertainment industry has influenced a lot of people and in a good way yeah, also yeah. in yeah of course uh, of course yeah in a bad way as well but yeah that really uh, clears things up so Cool. So the next thing I want to ask you is, so this can be a long question because it's really hard for me to type this out, but I'll ask you, so let me know if you can understand it. 
So I listened to one of your episodes of Indian Oil, which is the episode five of His Night Begins, where yeah. you take into the conversation of both the characters, Virat and his uncle. I guess I read this in sort of description. So now there are two. There are some people who would want to start their own story mode podcast, but mm-hmm. the hardest part comes in where that ha- they have to take out like the perspective of two persons. For example, boy and a girl, or in this case, hero and his guru. now how do you differentiate them properly and uh, also make yeah. sure that you don't put too much of the same perception on these two characters rather write dialogues yeah. according to the character if that makes sense yeah I, i think there are two aspects to what you're saying one is mm-hmm. the actual dialogue and the other thing is the the voice acting that goes into the dialogue i think i think look the writing part of it's not that complicated and i would advise you not to um uh complicate it too much either Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that what i mean is all you need to keep in mind is that uh, the, the, there are two different characters and they have two different agendas or viewpoints just keep that in mind and write and whatever comes out of that will differentiate it mm-hmm. because um you know i think in that scene i can't remember it's been so long but i would say let's take any scene with uh, virat and his uncle virat is an experienced hitman he's mm-hmm. he's uh, he's uh, very loyal to his uncle and he it treats him with a lot of reverence whereas his uncle you know he's past his prime he's no longer in the business he he is he was the teacher of all these great hitmen and he almost has a you know um he's disengaged from the whole uh, business that virat's talking about so he that that would be his attitude um but as the series progresses you understand why he's behaving the way he is uh but you know as a writer you would have the understanding of the differences and just write the dialogue based on your simplistic understanding of that and that's the best thing don't overcomplicate it voice acting is a different uh, beast altogether uh, because you know virat has a very deep voice and yeah. the uncle speaks in a very different cadence that's something you'll have to build as a as a skill and there are lots of courses you can do to do that mm-hmm. uh, i think one um, a cheap way to do this online is through udemy.com they have got a lot mm-hmm. of courses uh, please do search on google there are plenty of courses that do this but uh, I think if you're really serious about it and I I didn't have the opportunity to do this but a good way to learn how to do this would be actually to do a join a theater group locally you can make some friends oh. and have fun and yeah, be able yeah. to do this as well but you know in summary really different voices are about um different pitch different uh, speed where the sound is produced you know Virat really speaks from this is uh, Virat Narima he speaks very low yeah. and the uncle might be might be speaking in a different way ah Virat Narima you know he might be speaking nasally so mm-hmm. um you know it's just where the sound comes from um so once you kind of understand those sort of dynamics then it's a matter of having confidence and doing it but don't overdo it don't overact because it's really story narration it's not people don't expect you to go full blown like yeah. an animated movie as long as you differentiate a little bit and this is particularly true when men do women's voices mm-hmm. you can't be talking like hey sheena how are you you can't be doing that's really insulting it's it to women and it yeah. sounds lame yeah. instead like when i do women i speak very low and uh, you know i speak at that level and uh, that kind of addresses the people understand it again people just want to be able to differentiate who's speaking and get move on with the story they don't really care about how well you whether you delivered an oscar worthy performance as <laughs> you know so yeah 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 exactly i guess uh, right you're right because people would be uh, 
cared more on the you know the voiceover rather than the script what actually they are trying to convey to the audience i guess that's where yes, people agreed. are agreed yeah more worried about i guess yeah, i agree control. with you i agree with you yeah it takes takes away from the script Mm-hmm. yes because you know i was actually i have this another 18 plus podcast called sex and everything else so we were yeah. actually bringing in guest uh, sex coaches and uh, people who are having sex podcasts and uh, i was like okay i mean like uh, it's really hard to get those people especially in india it's really hard to get those mm-hmm. people so i was mostly get us clients uh, so when i was do do i thought of like okay let's do a story mode one okay let's do how a boy and a girl and uh, i really i was really to be honest i was really thinking that female voice <laughs> we watched indeed before mm-hmm. i was really thinking that and uh, glad i didn't do it so then i asked my friend she would do it okay she would definitely do it but yeah i guess people should focus more on the script rather than on the voice overs that they're trying to give yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah, agree yeah, on that yeah yeah, yeah. wait uh so your podcast actually includes uh, you know uh, violence sex scenes drugs so visually it's really easy to show these things but you know uh, i mean like of course it cost a lot <laughs> but uh, bringing yeah. that sense into the audience to make them believe that it's a sex scene or a drug or an abuse whatever it may be which factor would you give the most importance music yeah. or excellent voice over uh, without it or both i think the the kind of the structure of indian noir which i think is a is a good structure for a narrative podcast is that i always use a sound effect to establish what's going on so if it's a sex scene i will put the uh, noises of sex at the beginning so people understand ah yeah a sex scene is going on and then the it's it's kind of slides away and the narration begins mm. and then obviously i try to use a bgm that's appropriate for it as well but the bgm is very low uh, like yeah. the, the kind of primary mantra for indian noir is that and uh, you know the the narrative voice is supreme over sound effects or the bgm so uh, because people don't want to dwell on those things mm. uh, people want to immediately go on to the story especially because of the kind of storytelling that's used in indian noir which is using the thriller format mm. so people want to go from scene to scene to scene very fast uh, but they want the basic descriptions they want to know what's going on they don't want to be confused they want to know what's going to happen next all those things need to be conveyed in a really good way using the narrative voice but the sound really helps it really props sets the atmosphere if it's a forest start with the forest sounds then slowly slide it out introduce bgm and the narration and take take the story on and that's all you need it's mm-hmm. very simple actually i did, uh, for the international podcast day i did a demonstration of uh, an episode of indian noir mm-hmm. uh, people were i think the comments were oh this is so simple actually it's true it's very simple yeah it really is very simple uh, it's just layering multiple sounds and just mm. having the intelligence to go okay so if i use this sound here it's a good way to um not confuse the audience so mm. you make you make those choices as an artist don't follow other people you know you might think that that's not the good place to in beginning is not the good place mm. to put it uh, maybe you know immediately after scene setting is a good place so for example saying that oh you know it was a bright and sunny morning at uh, such and such forest and then introduce the sound but that could work totally yeah and then i mean people who are starting out they have tons of resources on youtube as well there are tons of audio yes. libraries or there uh, you don't have to hire someone to create music i mean like you do as well right you have most you mostly have the whole production team uh, working behind you no it's just me i do everything one second one second you do everything 
Yes, I write, uh, narrate, uh, edit, and sound mix, all of that. There's no team, it's just me. And obviously do the social media marketing and uh, yeah, the design work, everything, yeah. Okay, okay. Give me one second to let that sink in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh my God, this I is why it, This is why it takes um, so long to do it. So, for example... There was a fantasy series, which obviously uh-huh. fantasy is very, you know, SFX intense because it was a lot of battle scenes. So it's a seven-hour show. Hmm. So it's called Deva Sur. You can hear on hear it on Indian Noir. Uh, you know, if you are a big lover of fantasy shows, so you've loved God of the Lord of the Rings, Mahabharata, and you love the big battles, you will love Deva Sur. Um, so to do seven hours of that, it took 119 hours of production. time wow so all by you so that's writing rewriting uh, editing then narrating um and then cutting the narration and then edit mixing it uh, producing a few final cuts you know that sort of stuff uh, yeah so but seven seven hours so that took 119 hours and you know I've, and i've had to do it by myself which i really enjoy which means that i have uh, complete control over the product mm. how it sounds in the end uh but yeah it's, it's it's a lot of work it's really a lot of work i think that uh, people really assume i think a lot of writers who would listen to indian noir would start on the journey of going oh yeah i'll just read the read my manuscript and that's it and they're in for a very rude shock as to how long it takes to produce a professional uh, product like indian noir partly because your audience is used to mm-hmm. high end productions i mean yeah. visually they're used to seeing high big budget sfx even in tv shows now yeah, yeah if they want audio they'll go to spotify studios and all those big producers and you know they they have movies sound engineers mm. working on those things so they will expect a uh, very high quality out of you so yeah so it's all me well salute to you man seriously this is <laughs> seriously i mean like i i can't admit because you know uh, like for me i was like working on two to three things like for my college my business and podcast even that it's really hectic i mean like i was like what is going on in my head nothing is possible yeah. i feel like but wow. well done yeah i really admire that you are doing that too that's that's really good especially at your age that you've started a business that's incredible i i never had those ideas when i uh, was your age well i mean like you are actually accumulating everything and doing it in this one indian over podcast <laughs> summing up yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's it's it can can get a bit bit hard you know i have yeah. a, i have a full time job too and it's um uh but you know if you passionately believe in your art and mm-hmm. uh, most more important than that in servicing uh, your audience uh, which is what indian over is for me it's uh, i am producing content that can't be found on in the indian market nobody servicing it Uh, essentially i'm making it for people like me and uh, it just happens that you know it's just um um it's just a wonderful opportunity to produce and share that with people who think like me who want the same kind of content like me so that gives you the extra impetus to work yeah. really hard and produce the best work and uh, for me i'm living in a lot of ways living living my dream that i you know i've always wanted to be uh, an artist who was um, Mm, who had a lot of outreach and had a lot of listeners and i'm able to deliver that through the podcast it's such such a blessing to have that 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I was after after seeing that uh, the awards or the best podcast and all that Instagram post. I'm like, this guy must be having a hundred and twenty people behind him, obviously. And I was like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> wow, this is what the my. It's like my whole life has been a life so uh, life so far. It's life like so that. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. But uh, really, really, so man, seriously, you are an inspiration for sure. You are Thank for you. sure. You are. Thank you. A lot, a lot of people say that, uh, but you know, I'm not doing anything. different to what everyone else can do um, i think it's a confidence thing too yeah yeah exactly. i think it's a confidence thing and and, and also it's the a, a, a an experience thing mm. wherein you train your brain to sit and do the work that's that's really hard that's really <laughs> hard it's, yeah. even if you're passionate about something it uh, yes. takes a long time to build that endurance mm-hmm. um a lot of ways it's mental fitness is like physical fitness yeah. uh, you have to just have the daily habit of going to the gym again and again and again uh, i i remember one person got very serious once and i think a sports psychologist said to them mm-hmm. you know even if you don't go into the gym just go drive to the gym mm-hmm. sit there on your bike sit there on your bike let's say you really don't want to do it just go there sit on your bike sit there for 20 minutes if you have to and then come back we don't want to do it but just but you know it works after 6 or 7 yeah. days you start thinking okay if i can take the bike there then surely i can walk in through the door and i yeah. really admire that in people you know the people who are very hesitant to who uh, you know it's easy to beat yourself up saying that oh i procrastinate i'm just really mm. lazy uh, it's it's very hard you know you give yourself some uh, credit for um, being a, be self being self aware of that as a problem uh, but then you know be kind to yourself um, mm. and then make a strong determination that you're going to um repeat a behavior again and again till it helps you um uh, you know get into the groove of things wow that's that's really great and uh, you know so so that i won't be on high all the time i'll just ask the next question because or else i will be in high forever <laughs> thinking about yeah. this so uh you're you're a writer so any sort of personal stuff that happened that triggered you to become a writer any sort of poetry or it's all game because i wrote my first poem when i had a crush on someone and yeah. uh, it didn't work out properly okay and i yeah, yeah, yeah. posted in poetry.poetry.com and it was yeah. having four to five likes and after that when the crush becomes love and the love becomes a breakup then the poetry stuff was gone i couldn't get it back i don't mm-hmm. know why so any stuff that yeah. happened to you if you are willing to share with it Yeah yeah sure uh, I'm trying to think I think for me uh, writing for like a lot of people it was about um really wanting to be like some of the writers I really enjoyed I really mm. you know when you read something you think oh wow that is so beautiful I wonder if I can do the same uh, if I have a world view that uh, will enable me to produce a similar kind of work or better work I mean initially mm. the first five or six years you try to imitate people which is very important part of the process yeah. uh, but then you know obviously you get your own style but uh, even now you know i constantly uh, read other people i really admire and think oh yes i can adopt that uh, kind of writing that's that's really good so it's a long term process yeah but for me it was really more about uh, being wowed by books and wanting mm. to produce the same kind of writing but nothing happened nothing ever inspired you to make a writing and nothing <laughs> in in real life i oh look oh yes that's actually you know what this is actually a very good question like um i suppose my writing can be divided into um, two halves really so there's mm-hmm. half uh before in january which was 
writing about uh, the condition of people who live in the fringes in india mm. people who are people from lower castes yeah. people who are poor people who are oppressed you know uh, all those things that i've read and experienced they really helped uh, craft uh, those stories mm-hmm. so for example one of my most read stories is the prostitute and that story was to, based on a real incident that my friend told me who was a social worker in in a red light district mm. and he used to tell me how the prostitutes they when they have babies they would just push the little baby down in a basket underneath the bed and they would uh, then you know deal with the customer mm. that always stayed with me and you know I put that in that story the prostitute um so oh absolutely all those stories are inspired by um as things that really affected me as a human being um the killing field which is one of the you know which which is a very popular story that i wrote mm-hmm. is is about the plight of uh, sri lankan tamils during the final days of the war against the ltte mm-hmm. um maoist which won the commonwealth short story prize that is about the state of insurgency in, in northeastern india mm-hmm. and and then look at what terrorism yeah is and means and you know all that stuff so yeah so definitely driven by a lot of personal experience i love poetry i did like write a lot of love poetry for others uh but mostly for the sake of uh, really like you know replicating the format i really loved uh, pablo neruda mm. the chilean poet uh, he was an amazing love poet i really wanted to write like that that's why i wrote a lot of it not for other people but you know of course you know uh, uh, you know there have been experiences where i've written love poems for others No one's written any love poems for me sadly I mean you know this is Oh my god <laughs> this is uh, this is a sad sad plight uh, yeah. that most poets face nobody really writes anything for them so um yeah, but yeah yeah you know I you know I think there is always a mixture of those things personal mm-hmm. experiences and other exposure to other writings Wow it's like a coach who can who wants to play but can't play <laughs> it's like Yeah that. that's right <laughs> That's true. It's a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh just uh, two two questions before closing is that. So, one question I always ask like uh, out of the podcast stuff, so which is uh that you're you're also in India right now, right? You're... No, I'm in Sydney. I live in Australia now. Yeah. Okay. So, is it morning yeah. or night? Uh what's the time? It's a, it's a midnight there, 12 o'clock. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So, who was the last person that you made smile today? last person i met smile today actually it was the team at uh, wine studios who were smiling mm. today because um, uh, outside of indian noir i also write and narrate airs of the pandavas which is a different podcast which mm-hmm. is a fantasy one so if you like uh, the witcher on netflix if you like um, uh, you know vikram and vetal and the mm-hmm. panchatantra and all those stories uh, and you loved indian fantasy comics when you were a kid you will really love it so the pandavas so today we were um, selected to be part of the bella 100 so for those of you who don't know bella 100 it's like the times magazine of podcasting and you know airs of the pandavas was listed in the uh, most outstanding podcasts of 2020 so i rang them uh, just to wish them uh, um you know congratulate them mm. all the good stuff and they were they were all smiles really and uh, so am i it's, it's it's a teamwork it's not just me that that that's an instance where there are people behind me not in india yeah. there's so the pandavas there is a sound engineer marketing department uh, an editor uh, all, all of that good stuff so yeah 
Wow, great, good, great, great. So uh, one final question before closing is that, uh, what do you actually want to give as the best tip in the whole world, according to you, to a fellow podcaster who is starting out? Now, uh, just before full disclosure, there are like tons of people who said consistency and, you know, hard work and all this stuff. That's something that's commonly just said. Now, I want something new from you because you're yeah. a totally different guy. <laughs> so tell me something yeah. new about it. I think it's important to go and maybe sit down with a consultant, a podcasting consultant, to really narrow down your aims mm. uh, as to why you're starting the podcast, what it's going to be about, what you, who your audience are, what your expectations are in terms of how much uh, work you're ready to put into it, how much do you want to grow, how do you want to grow. Just like uh, when I write an Indian noir story, I always plot the whole thing mm. and then I write it every week. I think it's important to have a plot in mind Mm. as you step into podcasting otherwise just starting it and just drifting into uh, you know no man's land uh, you will soon lose motivation and it won't go yeah. anywhere so i think uh, the any any money you spend sitting down with a consultant especially a trusted one someone who's got lots of experience mm. um you know it is worth its weight in gold that's my mm-hmm. advice wow well, that's something that's different <laughs> ஆர்ட்காஸ்டர் and uh, i i am on uh, twitter and instagram at indian noir so uh, and i'm sure there will be a link provided as part of this podcast of as well so i look forward to um seeing you all online and uh, uh, you know good luck good luck on your podcasting journey of course that's really great and is, is there anything yet you want to ask me uh no i i'm just uh, you know just really hoping that uh, people who have listened to us today um find a lot of self belief and energy yeah. <laughs> to go and pursue their dreams um you know it's very important particularly mm. now that covid has really depressed a lot of uh industries and uh, really um, restructured the economy it's even uh, it's very important not to lose heart and uh, to stick with your dreams and pursue it and alter it if uh, you know it's not uh, Uh, going to uh, yield benefits to you mm. uh, but alter it in such a way that you're able to retra- retain the same passion you had for your original dream and keep at it that's what life is about uh, it's not about, not about achieving goal a b or c and being like someone yeah. else it's more about what does just this journey mean for you and how do you uh, do it and how do you treat the people you meet on the way uh, when you're on this amazing journey so i wish you all the best and i am i have no doubt uh, particularly young india i'm so full of hope for uh, what young indians can achieve the world is uh, your limit well, so sorry, sorry uh, let me just rephrase that yeah of there's <laughs> no limit um the sky is your limit and there's nothing in, in this world that can really um uh, stop you from uh, really um expressing your ideas uh and and becoming your true self 
Well, that's totally great. And uh, guys, thanks for listening. And thank you so much, Nikesh, for coming on to the show. It was really something that uh, I really wanted to hear something today. So you really said all those stuff. So thank you so much for that as well. And guys, I've given a link in the uh, description below. So you can definitely go and check that out. And if you have any questions, you can definitely go and ask him because he's a guy who replied to my text. So obviously, you definitely yeah. engage with you a lot as well. So yes. thank you so much, you guys, for listening to this. And I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, Nikesh. Lovely. Nice talking to you, bud.